Ladies and gentlemen, the word for today's episode of the Big Dave Wrestling Podcast, the word of the day is logic. Logic. L-O-G-I-C. I looked up the word logic. I googled it to find the definition. The definition of logic, reasoning conducted or assessed according to strict principles of validity. Logic. Something that the WWE program has completely thrown out the window. I was gonna, you know, I want to do a separate show and review for Raw. I want to do a separate show and review for SmackDown. This week, uh uh-uh. They don't get that from me. If you're expecting a happy-go-lucky review this week, you might as well turn it off right now. Because what they gave us this week on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown is completely missing logic is completely missing any type of storyline. They're building their shows around their advertisements. They're not building their shows around the matches and the storylines going on. Guys, Monday Night Raw was another piss-poor Raw, and SmackDown Live was, again, just another episode of Raw. It's only two hours instead of three. I just, I just don't get it. Now, to be honest with you, it's hard for me to watch these shows. It's really hard for me to watch these shows. I'm going to watch. I'm not going to quit watching. But there's no logic. You have champion champions being, being beat every week in non-title matches. They have implemented this new two out of three falls and eliminations. They're starting matches with two competitors. After the match, two more guys come out. Now it's a tag team match. They're giving us matches that we have seen for months now. And you've got a three-week build to your next pay-per-view. But yet, I'm pretty sure we already know most of the matches. Why are you giving us these matches? Give us a story. You can't do it. You got 30 writers on your team. And you can't figure this shit out? I'm sorry, y'all. I'm mad about the product. I'm mad about this shit. Because I'm the I'm the guy that watches regardless. I'm the guy that watches but whatever you give me, I watch it. And now that I'm doing these podcasts, I have to try to think of a way to spin it to make it seem like I'm I'm a, a enjoy being a wrestling fan. Well, the WWE has not been giving me stuff that I enjoy. Sorry about that. They've not been giving me anything that I enjoy. They gave us a decent Raw two weeks ago. They gave us a decent pay-per-view at Stomping Grounds. And it was like that went all out the window. I feel like I'm in a relationship, like an abusive relationship. Like I'm the, the girl that keeps going back to the guy that beats the hell out of her. 
Well, he loves me. Every time I think they're going to turn a corner and do something different, do something fresh, do something good, they just flush the product right down the toilet again. I just don't get it. I don't understand why they, they do this. And then you have people on these social media you know, pages and they want to say that AEW, oh, well, I don't know why everybody's behind AEW. The reason they're behind AEW is because the product sucks. Period. You have the best wrestlers on your roster than you have ever had in the company's history. And yet, you're giving us the same old shit every week. So I'm not going to do a separate show for Raw and a separate show for SmackDown. They don't deserve it. It's the same damn show. So today, we're going to review Raw and SmackDown in the same show. And I've got so much that I want to talk about that I'm going to have to wait and do that in another episode because I have so much stuff that I want to say. Oh, guys, hang in there with me. We're going to review Raw. We're going to review SmackDown. Hang tight. We're going to go ahead and go into this, this advertisement for Anchor. I've had three or four of my friends go ahead and they've started up podcasts now using the Anchor app as well. Guys, hang tight. Hold on because this is going to be one heck of a review. You don't want to miss out. Okay, Monday Night Raw from the 23rd of June. The show after Stomping Ground. Here comes Seth Rollins to open the show. And they mention, you know, how he had the match with Baron Corbin at Stomping Ground. Here comes Seth Rollins. Becky Lynch music hits because he's talking about his match. Michael Cole, make sure that you know that Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins are dating in real life. You dumbass. So what is this, fake? Yeah, we know it's fake. Try to make us believe it's real, Michael. You don't have to say they're dating in real life. I know the difference. You stupid shit. Why? Do, do they not have kayfabe anymore in this business? The real life. God, that pissed me off. But they make sure that you know it. They got to keep repeating it. They got to keep beating that into your skull. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are dating, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, and it's in real life. Not the fake life that is the WWE Universe. Way to help us suspend our disbelief, Michael Cole. Fucking idiot. Baron Corbin music plays. And you're watching Seth watch down the ramp. Becky's watching down the ramp. They're expecting Baron Corbin to come out and cut a promo like they do every Monday night raw. 
Every week is the same old shit. Start the show the same old way. But this time, Baron Corbin doesn't come down the ramp. Lacey Evans jumps through the crowd, starts beating up Becky. So Becky gets the upper hand. Seth Rollins tries to break it up. Becky Lynch pushes Seth as if to say, get out of my damn way. Seth is like, have at it. Here comes Baron Corbin. And now we're going to go into another talking segment. Baron Corbin, Lacey Evans, they want a match at Extreme Rules. A mixed tag team match. We're born, born, <laughs> born, it should be born. Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans against Seth and Becky. And Becky says, that's fine, we'll give you the match. But if we win, there's no more chances for you guys. You get no more chances at this title. Nobody wants them to have any more chances at the damn title. Why are they still here? You've lost twice. Both of you. To the champion. Whatever happened to these rematches that were supposed to be nullified? <coughs> Excuse me. What, what, this was supposed to not be a thing anymore. And Seth says, well, we'll accept under any stipulation. Which was stupid. Way to make Seth look like an idiot. And the stipulation is that the titles are on the line. Winner take all. So if Lacey Evans beats Becky Lynch and pins her, then Lacey is the women's champ on Raw and Baron Corbin is the universal champ on Raw. So Baron Corbin could very well become the champion and not pin Seth Rollins. Whatever, man. Whatever. It does not matter. It's the same old shit. They accept. God, I hope that they don't win. Baron and Lacey, that is. I can see them doing it, though. Because that's the only way they're going to get that belt off Seth. And to keep him looking strong. Is if Lacey beats Becky. I don't want to see Lacey beat Becky. I don't want to see this match. You know, when I was a kid and we'd have Thanksgiving dinner, you'd have turkey, you'd have ham, you'd have dressing. And that first meal, you'd sit down and you eat and it was so good. It's like that first match you get with Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin. And then the next day, well, you know what? I'm going to have me another plate of that dressing and ham and turkey, mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah. Seconds. It's just as good. Sometimes the second match, sometimes the second leftover plate is better. But then you kind of get tired of that. So you start making turkey sandwiches and you start making ham sandwiches. You take the mashed potatoes, you start making potato cakes. You're eating the same shit. You're just giving it to me a different way now. Guess what? After about a week of eating turkey and ham, 
You don't want any more fucking turkey and ham. Same thing with this. After six months of Baron Corbin and Seth Rollins, I'm tired of that. But no, no. Becky Lynch and Seth are dating in real life. So we have to push that agenda. I swear, I just... It just pisses me off, man. It just pisses me off. So, then we get our first match... It is an eight-man elimination tag, which is Daniel Bryan, Eric Rowan versus the and the Revival versus the New Day and the Usos, and it's an elimination match for one reason and one reason only. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Most of you probably are. If you're not, then I'm going to explain it. Past few weeks, we've been having these elimination matches, best two out of three falls matches. At first, I didn't know why. Then I found out, this McMahon has made a rule that he does not want wrestling going on during advertisements. So when the camera's not on in the ring and they're not live, they break. They literally, I, I haven't been doing a live show since, I guess they have a heel come out and talk shit. They, if you are like me and do not like these two out of three matches, two out of three fall matches all the time, and do not care for all the elimination tag matches all the time. Get used to it, pal. It ain't going nowhere. That's how they're getting around it. They don't want wrestling in the ring while they're going to commercial. So in their minds, we'll just make it two out of three falls. Every match. That way, when someone gets pinned, we'll take a commercial break. We'll restart the match. When they come back, they'll never know the difference. We know the difference. I've been watching your product for almost 30 fucking years. My question is, why now? Why are you changing this up now after all this time? You've done it one way. It's been successful. Why now? You know, if you're in the crowd, maybe you don't notice it as bad. I would think you would. But at home, it's like, why? Why didn't he just attack him while they were waiting there during the commercial break? Get the upper hand. So that's what we have here. Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan, they get pinned in this by the revival, uh, by... Uh, I believe it was Uso. I don't know who it was. I'm, 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 I was probably doing something else while the TV was playing at this time. But I know Daniel Bryan gets pinned. One of your biggest stars, your tag team champions on SmackDown, taking another loss. Way to make them look strong. End of the day, the Usos win this. Their New Day gets eliminated by the Revival, I think. Then the Usos beat the Revival. Another thing that we don't care about. I'm sorry. I just don't care. Yeah, you've got eight of probably the best wrestlers you got. But there's no storyline. There's no reasoning. And isn't the New Day a SmackDown? Daniel Bryan, Rowan, ain't they SmackDown? There's no mention of the wild card rule this week on Raw or SmackDown. No mention. 
They don't even bring up the wild card rule. Oh, all right. Next boring segment. Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley in a tug of war. These guys have been fighting forever. That's another rematch. I do not care. Why don't you have him go in and have a jerk-off contest? That's, that'd be something more interesting. Have him have a beer-drinking contest. I don't know. This is stupid. Basically, Braun wins the tug-of-war because Lashley attacks him. Whoop-de-doo. So I'm sure we're going to have Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley again at Extreme Rules. Yay. Ms. TV. Why is Ms. TV on every freaking show now? R-Truth is out there with Carmella, 24-7 champion. Drake Maverick comes out talks about how, oh, you ruined my life, R-Truth. I wanted that title. You beat me on my wedding day. My wife won't even consummate the marriage. R-Truth says, you know, fiber's good for that. <coughs> he said he thought he said constipated. Crowd chants constipation. Vince McMahon's probably in the back crying and laughing. He's, he probably found that the funniest shit ever because we all know how Vince McMahon loves his toilet humor. Ah, ha, he said constipated. Ha, ha, ha. I've been constipated before. Ha, ha, ha. That's good shit. That's good shit. No pun intended. Ha, ha, ha. That's good shit. Where's my son Shane? He come from my loins. He'll find that funny. Ha, ha, ha. Another deal where... Maverick and Truth, they have a match now. R-Truth rolls Drake Maverick up in less than five seconds. And then here comes the rest of the 24-7 jabronis. One thing I noticed is Miz was walking before they took the commercial break backstage. Uh, you saw Abby the Witch from the Firefly Funhouse. The little puppet was back hiding in the back corner. You could kind of see. You had to look closely for it. So then, guess who we have next, ladies and gentlemen? As if we haven't had enough of Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre because they said at the pay-per-view that it's going to be a two-on-one match them against Roman. So now this match starts. Instead of it being a tag handicap, they're just going to be in the ring at the same time. So they're beating the hell out of Roman. Claymore kicks. Shane gives Roman a spear to make fun of Roman. They set Roman up in the corner for the coast to coast. Shane McMahon's on the top rope about to hit the coast to coast. Then Undertaker's dong. Lights go out. Come back up. And there's the Undertaker in the middle of the ring. Who, how, what, when, where, why? This this came out of nowhere. Undertaker? And I'm thinking, oh man, they're going to put this man again in the ring. Like the Goldberg match wasn't enough. They're going to give him another match. 
Shane jumps off the rope right into Undertaker's hands for a choke slam. He, he, he gives Drew McIntyre a clothesline over the top rope. Undertaker hits his pose, and that was it. That's it. Guys, <laughs> Undertaker, what is he, 59, 57, 58? He just had a match a month ago with Goldberg where they both almost died in the ring. You think it's a good idea to put him in there with Shane McMahon? What 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 is going on? Has the Undertaker talked to Vince and said, Vince, I've given so much to this business, I want to literally die in the ring. Is that what's going on here? Have you given up Mark Callis? Mean Mark Callis? I'm sorry. I do not want to see The Undertaker in the ring in 2019. I do not want to see that. It's sad and it's hard to watch. It's been hard to watch The Taker fight for years. But every year you find a way. You find a way to get him in there and risk his life, risk his health. I mean, nobody's going to make The Undertaker do something he doesn't want to do. I get that. But, man, this ain't this ain't it. This ain't it, dude. Man, start a podcast. Start a fucking restaurant. Something. Shit. Go backstage. Be a producer. You have so much knowledge you could give. We don't need you in the ring. You gave us... So much in the ring in the, over the years. I wanna, I'm going to make this statement to The Undertaker. I know you're not listening. But listen. <laughs> You've already given us enough. We do not need any more of you in the ring. We don't need that. And you and your body can't take it. <clears throat> Just come to grips with that. So that's what we got. Come back. AJ Styles is talking about his match later on with Ricochet. And he sees the good brothers, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and they're in a conga line with No Way Jose. AJ's like, what the hell are y'all doing? I thought we talked about this. thought y'all were going to get more serious. So they say, oh, yeah, well, watch what we do out there with the Viking Raiders. And they had, again, that's the story they're telling. They... Can get the upper hand, but when Carl Anderson kind of takes his time to pose to the crowd, throw up his little too sweet, that's when the match changes and they end up losing because he's being too confident, being too cocky. So that's what we got here. Go to break. Oh, by the way, Viking Raiders won that. I'm not sure if you picked up on what I was saying. Uh, come back. We've got Heath Slater and Mojo Raleigh in the ring. I am saying to myself, wait a second. We have two new guys in the ring that haven't we haven't seen wrestle in a long time. And granted, they're not the greatest wrestlers in the world. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I've got some new shit. Thank you. Oh, no, 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 Big Dave. No, 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 no. You're not going to get to see that match. Because guess what? Here comes the 24-7 posse. Out comes our truth. 
R-Truth gets in the ring. Heath Slater pins R-Truth. One, two, three. Heath Slater's the new 24-7 champ. Heath Slater runs out. There's everybody around the ring. He jumps back in the ring. Boom. R-Truth wins again. Now R-Truth is again the 24-7 champ. As R-Truth is in the ring, Cedric Alexander comes in the ring. Hits him with the limb, uh, what that movie does. It was a great movie. I can't think of it. Lumbar something. Now, Cedric Alexander is a 24-7 champ. As he's running out to the ring, EC3 hits him with his finishing move. EC3 is now the 24-7 champ. As he's running up the ramp, Carmella grabs the belt. And as EC3 turns around, here comes that vicious, vicious schoolboy pin by, by R-Truth. One, two, three. R-Truth is now the nine-time 24-7 champ, and they take off running. Messed up part about all this? Why does the 24-7 title have the most storyline out of all the titles we have right now? It makes the most sense. Think about that. Think about that. Now, here we go with another advertisement break match. Once again, we're not booking these matches to fulfill the storylines. We're booking these matches. We're booking these shows around our advertisements. So, you have uh, Kofi versus Sami Zayn. Again, why? For what reason? Sami Zayn hasn't won a match in forever. But he's in there with Kofi. Uh, and then after Kofi beats Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens decides he wants to shot at him. Kevin Owens loses by countout. So as Kofi Kingston is walking back up the ramp, title in his hand, looking strong, out comes Samoa Joe. He slams him on the floor on that stage, man, and it sounded bad. It sounded horrible. And as Kofi's getting up, Samoa Joe comes back out from the back dressing room, puts him in that katana clutch. Hey, I'm glad to see Samoa Joe get this push. I'm not going to lie. But logically, does he deserve it? No, he just got beat for the U.S. title. So you can get beat for the U.S. title and then compete for the WWE Championship the next day and put yourself in the running? Hell, if that's the case, then, um, hell, let's not have Heath Slater. Who all won? Heath Slater, Cedric Alexander, EC3. You guys are former 24-7 title holders. Hell, go fight for the Universal Belt. I mean, it makes complete logical sense according to what just happened here with Samoa Joe and Kofi. I mean, you can lose a belt and then fight for the big belt. That's what we're doing now. So, shit, go ahead. <sighs> Naomi and Alexa Bliss. Another advertisement ploy. Naomi and Alexa Bliss have a singles match. Then it's a tag match because Natalia and Nikki Cross come out. What the... WTF. Uh I don't even I don't even remember who won this match. I don't I don't care. Uh, I really don't care. 
We actually had a good main event match. But again, I have logic problems with this. You send Ricochet out, the new United States champion. You put him up against AJ Styles. First match back from his injury. This is a match we all want to see. Just like last week, you gave us Daniel Bryan versus uh, Seth Rollins. This is a match we all want to see. You give it to us on Raw. But the pay-per-views, you're giving us mixed tag team matches. You're giving us Baron Corbin and, and, and you're giving us uh, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. Why? Why are you giving us this on Monday Night Raw? The third hour. A, a show of, of that we all know how much the ratings drops in that third hour, man. You're giving us a match that most of your audience is not even up still to watch. I mean, it's a good match. But uh, I just... There's reasons behind this I don't like it. First off, they come to the ring. They start their little match. Out comes Gallows and Anderson. And the announcers kept saying, oh, man, you know, Ricochet is going to have to keep his eye on them now because they're out here to support AJ. You don't know that. AJ has been talking shit to them for two weeks. How do you know they're not out there to turn on AJ. But AJ grabs the mic and says, y'all are not going to ruin this match. I'm doing this on my own. Y'all go backstage. And that gives us another ad break. And then when we return, they ring the bell again, and we go at it. Ricochet and AJ Styles. Two match, a match that, psh, great match. I can't even, my problem is not with these guys in ring work 95% of the time. It's the stories and the logic that I'm having the issues with here. All right, so good main event. Uh, but why are you having Ricochet lose to AJ Styles clean? Your United States champion has just gotten beat in his first title defense. Your tag team champion, Daniel Bryan, and they're getting beat left and right. You're not making your guys look strong. I don't understand this booking and this logic. So Samoa Joe can get beat by Ricochet for the United States title. And the next month, he gets a shot at the WWE title. At the next pay-per-view. AJ Styles beats Ricochet, who beats Samoa Joe. You watch. It's going to be AJ Styles and Ricochet at Extreme Rules for the United States title. <coughs> so that's your Monday Night Raw. Boy, oh boy. What a great Raw. SmackDown Live. I'm just going to go right into it. SmackDown Live. 
Start out. Shane McMahon standing right there. SmackDown Live on the 26th. This wins uh, Tuesday. Yesterday. We start out SmackDown Live with a big shot of the, in the face of Shane McMahon. And Shane's telling everyone he's pissed off. Don't mess with him tonight. Because of what The Undertaker and Roman Reigns did to him. I don't care. Once again... No speak of no no talk of the wild card rule any of that on the, on this show. New day open the show. Here comes Dolph Ziggler again. Haven't you beat him twice, Dolph Ziggler? Oh, it should have been me. You, I did all the work, and then you just cowardly jumped over me to win retain your title. Whatever, man. And they announce, okay, Kofi Kingston, Dolph Ziggler, main event tonight. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Guess what the stipulation is? I bet you'll never guess. Best two out of three falls. Oh, I did not see that coming. Man. Way to give us something new and fresh. Speaking of new and fresh, speaking of new and fresh, guess what we got next? Next match, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan versus Xavier Woods and Big E. And uh, Kofi and Sammy and Heavy Machinery are in there too. Because after this match, Xavier Woods and Big E beat the champ again, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, loses again, just like he did on Monday Night Raw, just as he did last week. Now we got an eight-man tag player, holla holla, again for another ad break. So Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus Woods and Big E. Woods and Big E win. Out come Kofi and Sammy. Then out come Heavy Machinery. Hold on, player. Eight-man tag. All you guys that just fought in a match, you're going to have to fight another one. Let's hit those advertisements, guys, because that's the only thing keeping this fucking company afloat. Um, pretty sure Heavy Machinery and them won this, if I can remember correctly. I don't. I didn't even write it down. At this, you guys have to realize at this moment in my notes, I am so <laughs> upset. Uh, Elias. And The Miz, they're going to fight. Because The Miz wants another match with Shane. So, Shane says, guess what, Miz? If you can beat Elias, I'll give you another match. If you can beat Elias tonight, I'll give you another shot at me. And guess what the stipulation for this match is going to be? I'll let y'all, I'll give you two guesses. You got it right. Best two out of three falls again. Oh, man. I, I can't get it. I don't know about you guys. I can't get enough of these fucking turkey sandwiches the Thursday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm going to eat turkey fucking sandwiches for the rest of my life. And guess what? We're going to be eating two out of three falls matches forever now. This is what it's going to be until... God forbid, I hate to say this, 
until Vince dies. And I'm not so sure Vince McMahon is not a vampire. I'll probably die before Vince McMahon dies. So I've got this to look forward to for the rest of my life, more than likely, guys. So, hey. Two out of three matches, two out of three falls matches on Raw and SmackDown. That's going to be just par for the course. Elias wins the first fall. Miz hits the skull-crushing finale for the second fall. But before the referee can count to three, Shane comes in. Beats down the Miz. So the Miz wins by disqualification. Elias and the Miz beat down the Miz. Elias wins again. So Elias wins. There will be no Miz and Shane McMahon. Thank God they ended that. At least. But, hey, we're out. That's it. Okay. Uh, we went backstage. There's an interview with Finn Balor. They're asking him, you know, where is he? You know, good to see him back. Who's his next opponent going to be? And he says, well, actually, out comes Shinsuke Nakamura. Take my money if you do it right. If you if you let Finn Balor and Nakamura put on the type of matches that they can put on, that's going to be a hell of a match. That's going to be great. But if you put the, the, you know, hold the reins on them and, and hold them back, you know, we was really expecting AJ Styles and Nakamura at WrestleMania to be a great match, and it, it really didn't lead, it didn't, didn't provide like we thought it was. Oh, by the way, there's a Bailey Nikki Cross match in here somewhere because if Nikki Cross wins, then Bailey has to fight Alexa Bliss for the title. Nikki Cross won. I, don't, I just, in case you want. Oh, and the Sonya Deville Ember Moon stuff, they had a match too. Sonya Deville won with the help from Mandy Rose on the outside. So, just so you know. R Truth backstage, 24 7 title, baby. Drake Maverick again comes out and says, I don't want a match. You just, I want you to know you ruined my life, R-Truth. Only thing I care about in this segment is I can see Ramblin' Rabbit for the Firefly Funhouse in the background. No Firefly Funhouse Monday night. No Firefly Funhouse Tuesday night. I knew something was missing and I couldn't put my mind, my finger on it. So maybe we're done with those promos. I hope not. Oh, well. So Truth tells Drake Maverick, you know what, man? You feel so bad. I feel so bad. Go get your referee. I'm going to give you the match. And he's like, really? And he's like, psych. This means more to me than your wife means to you. He runs off, and then the 24-7 posse chasing after him. Mm-mm-mm. Aleister Black pro promo. Here again, we have Aleister Black. Sitting in a, I don't know if he's sitting in a broom closet. Uh, if he just hasn't paid his light bill. We got him dressed up in a button down, black button down. 
Wasn't Aleister Black one of the hottest acts going in NXT? Wasn't he over with the fans? You brought him, Ricochet, together, so they were cheered. You actually brought Gargano and Ciampa up together, and they were getting cheered, and Ciampa was the biggest heel in the country. Huh. Logic. Aleister Black, somebody fight me. Why won't anybody fight me? Well, maybe if you'd walk up out of the broom closet, you could find a fight, Aleister. But I guess he's a heel now. Well, somebody knocks at the door, and he's got this stupid-looking grin on his face, and we fade to black. No pun intended. Main event. Best two out of three, baby. Kofi and Dolph. Good match. Probably one of the better matches they put on. Uh, Kofi wins the first fall. Dolph pins Kofi, and then Kofi won the third. So Kofi wins. No more Dolph Ziggler and Kofi Kingston. Good. But I have my problems with this. Again, Kofi Kingston has not taken a pinfall in weeks and almost months. It, it, I know he hasn't lost since WrestleMania. You've done so good making Kofi look strong. And they had to. They had to make Kofi look strong because, you know, he's the guy that comes out and Ja raises his hips and throws pancakes to the kids. He's got to look tough. He's got to have an edge. And if he's losing, he looks weak. So Dolph Ziggler, a man that could not beat Kofi one time, is now gets a pinfall on Kofi. Way to go, guys. Way to go. That's your SmackDown. See how quickly I went through Raw and SmackDown? That's why I couldn't make them separate shows. Why? We're going to be getting these two out of three falls matches. We're going to get these elimination tag matches. We're going to get matches that start, end, and then people come out, and then there'll be tag matches. And I want, I want to go over like all, this, all these talents that we're not even using. The brand split's dead. What brand split? <clears throat> Everybody fights on every show. Then why do you have two champions? Why do you have two main titles? Do you know that in my mind, the WWE title is the most prestigious title belt you can, you can earn in this business? That's my opinion. The WWE does not even consider that their number one title. I guarantee you the universal title is the number one title. Why? Because it's overall number one. Number two, it's the universal title. And number three, when you go to their website and you look at WWE champions, who's the current champions? Guess who's first? Yeah, Seth Rollins and the universal title. The story behind the WWE title, enough, the, the, the legacy, 
the people who've held that title and they don't even consider it the number one title on their show they would rather say that the universal title that's what five six years old if that been held by what five six people if that that's the number one title in their eyes So, I don't know. I may just have to start watching NXT uh, and reviewing it for you guys because this is this is bad. This was horrible. And these advertisement breaks they're doing, it's just going to continue to make it worse. Who knows? It's like I said, every time I think they're trying to make a change. I mean, maybe they're... Closing some of this stuff out. You know, the Seth Rollins, if, if they win, then we're not going to see Baron Corbin and Lacey anymore. They ended The Miz and Shane. They ended Dolph and Kofi. Supposedly. So, guys, that is my review of Raw and SmackDown. And I'm sorry that I was on a rant today, but, man, I, I throw my hands up. October could not get here soon enough. October could not get here soon enough. I am just biding my time. Because I think AEW will not only be a better product, I think AEW, I hope AEW will change things, force them to change things in the WWE. But, WWE is not going anywhere, guys. I had an argument today, you know, the other day with a guy and. He said, you guys think AEW is going to change the world and put WWE out of, out of business? I do not believe that at, at all. I believe they will make them better. And that's all I need. That's all I'm asking. Make it better. Give me this crap every week. And we're getting the same rematches. A lot of the same rematches that we've been having since Money in the Bank now, man. For extreme rules. Maybe they have something big planned for SummerSlam, but... Guys, I'm going to get out of here. I got to get to work. I just wanted to get this done before I left. And uh, if you're listening, I know I've been in a bad mood all day, guys. Sorry. Please, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. If you disagree or agree, leave me a voicemail on the Anchor app. You can do that. Also... Follow me on social media, David Vaughn Lindsay on Facebook. You can look me up, The Big Dave Club on Facebook and Instagram. DVL Music, all one word on Instagram, is my personal Instagram account. Follow me there. Check us out on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Anchor, everything. Guys, I hope you have the rest of the week is good for you. And hopefully uh, we'll have some more news and rumors. Peanut butter jelly time. We'll be back on schedule this week. Thanks again, guys. And thank you for tuning in to the Big Dave Wrestling Podcast.